Show, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. So let's get to it. Let's see. Red Sox news, good news, and good news. J.D. Martinez is opting in in his contract and is staying with the Boston Red Sox. So this is good. This is good. Although the bad news is that uh, we might not get to keep Mookie now. But at least we got to keep a good bat like J.D. Martinez. Keeping him would be really good offensively because he's basically kind of the reason why the offense has been so good this these past two years, past two seasons. So, yeah. Although some news, too, um, it looks for certain now that uh, JBJ or Jackie Braylon Jr. is possibly going to get traded or is most certainly going to get traded this offseason. So it looks like he's not coming back. So we might have to get a new center fielder. Um, defensively, he is a really good – I would have Jack, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s uh, off defensive glove than offensively. This year he has done better, but in the past, he, uh, no, I probably don't want his bad in the lineup. Ugh. Yuck. Nope. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's, his bat's not really that good. This year he's been better. Been better than most years. Well, except 2016. 2016 might have been one of his other years, too. But, um, and JD opting in might not be, he might be staying either. I do want to say that. Just, he, they might opt him, he might opt in and then decide, you know what, we're going to trade you now. I mean, they did that with the Celtics. Uh, Aaron Baines, uh, opted in this offseason. And then when the draft came, Bye bye, Aaron Baines. We like we're thankful for your services, but we're going to trade you to Phoenix now for a draft pick. So be as what I'm saying is, be prepared for anything because anything he anything could happen. We could trade anybody. I feel like they'll they'll keep Aunt Xander Bogarts and uh, um, Rafael Devers, which is another question this offseason. Will he get an extension, Rafael Devers? Yeah. If Ice Cream's not involved, that's a Section 10 reference. And yeah. <laughs> well, they were saying on Section 10, like, just be prepared for anything. Be prepared for any kind of trade scenario that could happen this offseason. Because they are trying to get rid of payroll, which is a sad thing. They really are tearing up that championship team. Championship team that won 108 games, broke their franchise record, had the probably the best season in Red Sox history. And, yeah, they're just tearing it apart. Yeah. Hopefully, Heinem Blue might do something to try to rebuild. Hopefully, he tries to rebuild or at least try to build up for the next championship run, which we're hoping it comes in a few years. Yeah. All right, that's Fred Sox news. Now on to Notre Dame football news. And the final score of tonight's game the Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat the Blue Duke Blue Devils 38-7. And this is good. I mean, Chris Fink had a really good night tonight. He, uh, let's see, what are his stats? He had a really good night tonight. Yeah. The kid from Dayton, Ohio. Let's see. 
Chris Fink. Hold on. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, here we are. Book through for four touchdowns. And let's see. He, Chris Fink, he uh, had five receptions, 49 yards, and uh, had two touchdowns. 49 yards. Yeah, he can run. He's helping me on my fantasy team, which I'll, we'll get into another segment, too, about my fantasy stuff and stuff like that, too. Yeah, all right. Pretty good tonight. And this time... We revenged what happened three years ago when Duke came to South Bend and basically beat and shocked Notre Dame. That season was awful, 2016. Yeah, it's kind of this scenario of like, fool fool us once, shame on us, fool us twice. No, not this time. We're coming to your place and we're going to kick the crap out of your team. You're not getting away with another win in a row, Duke. Yeah, I'm sorry. You might be good in basketball, but in football, you're not good. We're going to – their name is better. I wouldn't say superb, but I just said better. Just better, yeah. All right. So, they were thinking of uh, Cotton Bowl predictions. We might be in the Cotton Bowl. They came out with the college football postseason, which we'll do a T.O. show once the final ranking is done in December. We'll do a – uh, post game prediction show, and uh, let's, uh, yeah. So let's see, yeah. So hold on, yeah. Crap, I just have brain fart. Sorry, it's the autism in me. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. So the rankings came out today. So Ohio State's first. Uh, LSU is second. Alabama's third, and then Penn State is fourth. Penn State got shocked today by Minnesota. Alabama and LSU faced off, and L- or LSU won in a game of the century. And Ohio State basically kicked the crap out of whoever they were playing. Let's see, yeah, it was like seventy-three to fourteen. Wow, <laughs> kick butt, kick butt, kick butt, kick butt. All Maryland, Maryland, yeah. Wow, seventy-three to fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, they were bow racing. That's what Coach Metzger, my college coach in baseball over at Heartland used to say. We used to boat race. Let's boat race of people or boat race people. Yeah. yeah I just butchered that. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah, Chris Fink had a night. Very good. Very good. Good. Helps me in fantasy too, especially with my fantasy squad for college football. Yeah, good. All right. So the next opponent, let's see. I'm guessing Navy. So let's see. Could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. Let's see. Favorites. Okay. Schedule. And yes, we play Navy. Let's see. Hold on. We play Navy at Notre Dame on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. So yeah, in the afternoon. Yeah, Navy's pretty good. 7-1. The AC or on the American Athletic Conference, they're actually in a conference now. Huh, that's weird. They would, I thought they would stay independent forever because of that their military academy. So, there's a lot of history with Notre Dame, but a lot of history of respect because during World War II, uh, Notre Dame let the Navy use their academy as a kind of like a training ground for officers 
and like a training academy for officers during World War II. So there's a lot of respect for, and a lot of respect because they're part of our armed forces and show a lot of respect. There might be a rivalry too. And it's the longest rivalry shoot is like the 93rd meeting between these two schools. So yeah. So there is a lot of respect, but kind of a little like, uh, let's get at you guys. But respect too, because they are part of our military. And I'll also get into to why this weekend, or at least Monday, is an important day in our country's history. Yeah. All right, now on to Bruins news. And let's see, today, this week's score, I'll get into. All right. Let's see. All right, so they played Pittsburgh at home and uh, won that game six to four. They were down, yeah, they were down four to two in the second period, and then they rallied back in the third period and uh, won the game six to four. Goals by Jake DeBrus, Patrice or Brad Marchand, Brad Posternock. Um, let's see, Brad Posternock, Tory Krug. Um, yeah, and, uh, Patrice Bergeron helped basically won the game for the Bruins in this one. And they increased their, uh, win streak, or at least win streak in, uh, regulation to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, where are you all? One, uh, one, five. Six, yeah, so six in regulation. And then they played the next night against their arch rival, the Montreal Canadiens. And they played that game. Sorry for Bruins fans, but the six-game win streak came to an end with a 5-4 to four Canadiens win. Ugh. They're like the New York Yankees. Yuck. They're Canada's team, the Canadiens. The Canadiens. This is not a French-friendly podcast. Yes. All right, so Pasenak had a goal. Connor Clifton had a goal. Anders Bork had a goal. And uh, Sean Corrali had a goal. Uh, so, yeah, that was his first of the season. Charlie Coyle would have had a goal, but let's see. Let's go to the third period and see what happened. In that period, because this really pissed me off. Sorry, I said pissed, but that's the only time you're probably gonna, one of the only times you're gonna hear me curse on this thing. But yeah, apparently there was an offside on that goal, so they took the goal away. Yeah, that really, that really stunk. That I'm sorry. That that was that's. This is why I'll hate. A, I do not like officiating. I hate. And well, it was also a review too, so. That's why reviews and challenges are ruining our sports. Cause I I can see where they need to get it. they there need to be a way to get it right, but at the same time, it's just it stinks because you know you have a goal right there and then poop, it's gone because someone on the other team wants to challenge it and says, Oh, I don't think that was a What does the other team sound like? This sound like this. <laughs> 
making entertainment for myself. <sighs> Let's see, where's the offsides? Offsides, offsides. All right, Sean Crowley, here we are. Offsides. Here we are, coach's challenge. Um, yeah, there was an offside. Oh, hold on. Show me what the coaches. Yeah, they're they're not showing me what there was a offside. Yeah, there was an offsides on uh Jake DeBrusque, and then yeah, yeah, there was an offside. So yeah, the Bruins win streak comes to an end. They go to Detroit, and then on Friday night, and then got up to a lead, uh, or had a one nothing lead right from the get go. Uh, David Krejci goal coming back from injury, his second of the year, and then. Detroit basically just kind of just ran over us. We did get one more goal by Patrice Bergeron, but that was about it. So the Bruins are on a two-game losing streak right now, so not really good. Although we are – hold on. Let's see. We are still leading the Atlantic Division by 24 point, by two points. To, so, like, here we are, 11, 3, and 2. And we lead the Atlantic with two with twenty with two points, twenty-four to uh Toronto's twenty-two. So it isn't really that bad. We're still we're still up there. We're still up there. We're still one of the best. Let's see. Well, actually we're not really the best now. So um one of the best. One of the best teams. So if the playoffs were to begin today, we would still be we would definitely be, you know, we would be one of the teams. So, yeah. I did hear some news that Team might be thinking in the near future of trading Tory Krug, possibly to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, that might not be good. Uh, no, I don't want to see Tory Tory Krug go. He's real good, especially since he uh, made that one, probably the one last hit without a helmet. Well, now they changed that rule, so now they that can't happen anymore. In the Stanley Cup last year, he. Uh, Got tripped up and then decided to uh, retaliate by hitting one of the Blues players. I'm trying to think of who it was, but he hit him without no helmet on. And if you see my Twitter page called Black and Gold Never Quits, which the hat bar is uh, at Black underscore quit, or sorry, I don't know why. It was a generic uh, username. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't it. Yeah. But, yeah, the page's name is Black and Gold Never Quit. And I, as the header page or the actual header picture, I have that uh, um, hit by Jake or uh, Tory Krug as uh, kind of my uh, header for that picture. I'm trying to think of who he hit. I'm trying to think of who. So yeah, but that was a cool hit and something you would never see again. That's kind of like an old, like kind of old time hockey kind of picture. I mean, that was like you would probably see that in like with the days of Bobby Orr and uh, Phil Esposito. Those days, yeah, when they never wore a helmet. So, yeah, all right. So that does it with Bruins news. We're go Now we're going to go to Patriots news. And sadly, folks, the, Bru or the Patriots' undefeated season is now has come to an end with la last Sunday night's football loss to the Baltimore Ravens of 37-20 defeat. To the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah. Not good night. Defense kind of fell out of whack. They could not really control uh, Lamar Jackson, which is the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. They could really not control that dude. He ran all over the place. 
Although once the – I was hearing from some of the Baltimore Ravens uh, running or defensive players or they're on their defense, and they said once the Patriots kind of started getting into a role, like their offense started getting into a tangent, especially that no-huddle tangent, they thought we couldn't stop these dudes. And they felt like if – in the third quarter, if Julian Edelman did not drop that ball and fumbled the ball, then I felt like the Patriots could have came out, at least escaped with a win. But – Julian Edelman fumbled the ball in the third quarter and basically the Baltimore Ravens got out of there and gave the Baltimore or New England Patriots their first loss of the season. So not good. Although, and I hate this too with like most of these like guys like Max Kellerman, uh, not Stephen A. Smith, Nick Wright, uh, Shannon Sharp, and Rob Parker, once the Patriots lose, they go on this round. Well, oh, I don't think they'll be any good anymore. I don't think they'll make the postseason. I'm Max Kellerman. <laughs> Wait, what does he sound like? He sounds like this. Don't look me. I went to college and graduated. Yeah, you sound like. Yeah. Oh my God. This is why not everybody who go graduates from college comes out smart. <sighs> I feel like there have been dumb people who have gone to college and came out even dumber from going to college. That's just my thing. I'm just I just do not like Kelman. He is a poop spreader. I'm sorry, a poop spreader. Like all these guys, Nick Wright, Rob Parker, Shannon Sharp, Max Kellerman, they are all poop spreaders. They are they spread this stuff and say, all the Patriots will never be good anymore. That doesn't mean anything. Heck, the Patriots went on undefeated season in 07 and still didn't win the Super Bowl. In the end, they have had seasons where they've won the Super Bowl and still lost the game in the regular season and had games where like they did not feel like they were they they didn't feel like they were they were kind of out of it in some games. That's that's pro football. Some games you'll be out of it, and some games you'll be great. I still think we shouldn't go into this. The Patriots will still be in it at the end, and this is not an eye-opening game. The Patriots are still good, and it just needs – and it could be one of these games where, like, it kind of wakes them up and just shows, hey, this is what we need to work on now. Because if this would have happened in the postseason, because that we would be in trouble. But hopefully this is a game that just shows that there are stuff to work on and stuff like that. All right. So this week, there's a bye week, so there's no games until uh, next week. And this time, they're going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles in a rematch of Super Bowl 52. So hopefully we get revenge. I know there's a work guy I work with at work who's a big Eagles fan. Or rub it in his face after uh, we win. Mm. So yeah, no football this Sunday, So which is a break for me. Let's talk about football. All right. Okay. And uh, finally, Celtics news. So it looks like the Celtics are on a run. And uh, I'll show you or give you the scores of, like, they have won, like, seven in a row so far. Let's see. Celtics. All right. So this week's scores. They played the Cleveland Cavaliers on – Tuesday and won 119-113. They played the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte on Thursday and blew them out in Buzz City, a re- or 
reuniting of Kemba Walker's old team in Buzz City, 108 to uh, 87. And then they tonight they went to San Antonio and won for the first time in seven years, or at least since 2011, in San Antonio, 135 to 115. They have beaten the Spurs times, but just it was in Boston, not in San Antonio. This is the first time they beat them in San Antonio. Yeah. So the Celtics are on a row. This is their seventh in a row. They're leading the Eastern Conference right now. And, excuse me, they're one of the best teams in uh, the NBA right now with the L.A. Lakers. So, yeah. Could they be in a title contention? It's it's still a little early. Still a little early. It's good that they're on a run right now, but it's still too early to tell. Jalen Brown uh, had a really good night, too. He is proving everybody wrong. He's just proving that he really does deserve he really does deserve that uh four years a hundred and uh whatever it was million contract um bad news is uh tonight and this might be a revisit of uh more news of why Celtics haven't really been uh Gordon Hayward uh just re-injured himself again he uh in a collision with LaMarcus Aldridge of the Spurs tonight, he uh, fractured his left hand. So he could be out for a while. He can't catch a break. And that's really sad because I really expected him to be a really good year. And they're saying that, especially last Tuesday in Cleveland, he went off a career-high 39 points. So I'm hoping he really does step it up this year because that would be good. And it would show, like, this is not one of the worst contracts we give to the Celtics in Celtics history. So, so if he becomes an all, there's a question that I've been, I've heard on the winning plays podcast, which is a Celtics podcast. If uh, they ask the question, if Gordon Hayward becomes an all-star, do you think he'll opt out of this contract? That's yeah, too early to tell. Too early to tell. Um, other news, um, Marcus Mars kind of been kind of an unsung hero of this year too. Like he's been coming off the bench and basically getting points and getting the minutes and stuff like that. Although he did get fined, uh, I think it was Friday or yesterday or so, because he criticized officials in uh, Thursday night's game. And you know what? I mean, credit where it's due, yes, officials, they're necessary. Kind of. There are some good af- or good uh, officiating, and there's bad officiating. And I hate bad officiating. It. It stinks because you really are getting screwed over with bad officiating. You are getting screwed over on game that you should be winning, but over a stupid call that the officiating, but to say, well, you should have played better. Well, yeah, we should play better, but at the same time, um, you should call, do your job too. You should call better fo- better calls and not screw us over. Although my dad says, like, well, if you don't like officiating, you, this is like you're saying you hate it for you. It's like you're saying you hate cops. What? what? <laughs> Different terminology. Jeez. All right. Love you, Dad. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. That's all um, news. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, my fancy stuff and stuff like that or fancy sports online. So don't go anywhere. See it. All right. We're back. And um, so. I want to go into like uh, my fancy sports. Um, 
Yeah, I usually I use Yahoo Fancy. So let's see. Um, I do all of the five sports. So I do baseball, fantasy, or MLB baseball, NFL fantasy, NBA fantasy, NHL fantasy, and college football fantasy. So let's go over uh, MLB. So I called my MLB team the Royal Rooters because of, yeah, the show and uh, also the former, like, founding fathers of uh, Red Sox Nation, so to speak. So I finished the season – um, let's see, crap, I'm not really sure. I finished the season ninth place out of 12. Um, so let's see, they only give me points. So like I had like, um, let's see, totals. All right, I probably won't go into it. Didn't have time to, but I finished the year, um, in the constellation bracket and got ninth place. So I kind of won the last kind of game this season. But I didn't win the championship at the end. I had uh, – on my team I had uh, AJ, AJ Pollock, um, Kevin Bijo, JBJ, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Luke Voigt, Andrew Benintendi, Nick Castellanos, pitching Blake Snell, Patrick Corbin, uh, Jake Odorizzi, Jordan Zimmerman, and all those guys. So, yeah. Points-wise, I think, like, these are runs, like, I scored 79 or 79 points. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. What I, probably what happens, I finished ninth place out of 12, so, yeah. Not a good year for the Royal Rooters, but they'll be in next year for MLB. All right. In my NFL league, um, I'm third out of 10 with a 6-3 and three record. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, to start off the year, I was like, I finished our start of the year 0-2 and then just basically kind of went on a run afterwards. And right now, I'm playing this team called Noah's Nifty Team. And I'm uh, winning right now 18-80 to 80 or eight, eighteen or 19.80 to nothing and projected to win 113.43 to 40.17. So, yeah, pretty good. So, yeah, I could be in the postseason. How many weeks left of the season? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five more weeks, and then week 15 is a semifinal. So, yeah, I could get in it. I mean, if I keep this up, yeah, I will be in the postseason. All right. Now on to NBA. Team. Well, actually, I named the team, uh, the NFL team, Kakaskio's uh, Squadron. Because I read a book uh, a couple of years when I started the team about uh, Polish pilots that uh, flew combat missions during World War II for the RAF. Because once Poland got taken over by the Germans during uh, the invasion of Poland, they basically, though their whole army had to go into exile and their armed forces had to go into exile. And the first to France, but when France got took it over, then to England. And that's basically where their armed forces was at, stationed at for the remainder of the war. And that's basically where, like, the Costco squadron was basically at. Like, And the book was called A Question of Honor, which is basically, like, how, like, they were kind of questioned about their honor and basically their loyalty to the Allied forces during World War II. Especially when it came to, like, uh, not being friendly to the Russians who were basically kind of enslaving. And they would enslave their country after World War II. So, yeah. 
That's why I called the Kakaskio Squadron because Fadius Kakaskio, uh, they named the squadron after Fadius Kakaskio, who was um, fought for uh, American independence during the American Revolution and uh, Polish independence after he came back from the American Revolution. And when I think a hundred years when Poland was when fighting for their independence during the Polish-Soviet wars, uh, American pilots from World War One. Say, hey, let's call this the Kakaskio Squadron in honor of Fadius Kakaskio. So, yeah, that's why that was called the Kakaskio Squadron. <clears throat> All right, so um, the NBA, moving on. Uh, NBA standings, All right, or M- my NBA team is called the Average Joes. And the reason why I call it the Average Joes is because once I was trying to set up an NBA team, um, it took a while, and like every time I tried to log in to try to get the league uh, or get registered into the NBA league, I said like, "I'm sorry, this isn't available yet," and I got mad. I thought, "Oh, I feel like they're screwing us over. They're screwing over the common man, the average Joe like me." Eventually, yeah, we were able to register, but I meant, um, so I decided to call it. I was going to call it Kemba's better than Kyrie. I have a little picture of Kemba and Celtics jersey being. Kyrie in the background just going uh, wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey, but yeah, all right. Um, so but the character was uh too long, so I thought to myself, let's call it Average Joe's. And I have a picture of uh, have you seen the movie Dodgeball? You probably get know what I'm talking about. Average Joe's is kind of like the heroes of the story or the gym that's trying to save itself from going under stuff like that. Yeah. So right now. I'm 0-2 and 11th place in my uh, league, 11th out of 12, so second to worst team. Ugh. And I'm losing right now to Holly Luca team 6-3. to three. Yeah, so I could be 0-3 start the year. Ugh, not good. All right. So, yeah, I have guys like Kemba Walker. Well, Gordon Hayward's out, so I have to take him out. Wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Today's. All right. So Al Horford and all those guys. Yeah. All right. So anyway. All right. So now on to my NHL team. Um, so I called this the Channel 4 News Team after the – if you've seen Anchorman, you'll get the just It's the news station that uh, um, Ron Burgundy – Champ Kind, that's a great movie. That's my favorite comedy movie, Anchorman. Yeah. The first one was great. The second one, maybe not great as the first one. The first one is classic. That's funny. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. So, yeah, that's why I called it the Channel 4 News Team. And I have a little logo of the Channel 4 News Team. So, let's see. Right now. One more. Two. So I am one and two, or actually no, two and two in my league. And I'm tied with the Dragons team, or Dragons, four and four to four with the not left in the season. I'm eighth of 12th in the, in my league. So probably might be out of it. So, ugh. all right. I have a, uh, see. Alexander Ovechkin. I have two Bruins, Patrice Bergeron and uh, 
uh, Charlie McAvoy. Um, see Frank Fratano and uh, Corey Crawford. Jonathan Taze of the Blackhawks, yeah. yeah that's a pretty good team. Now, finally, to my college uh, football team. And I call this team the Fox and the Heather, which is a song uh, by uh, um, the Stanfields, which is a kind of Irish-Canadian rock band. And we'll play one of their, play a few of their songs um, as an outro music. And I'll also go into later what the outro music is. Um, I also named it, too, is because honor of my one-year-old nephew of uh, Fox Tosher is a cute little boy. Yeah, I like Fox. Yeah. So, yeah, I have Jalen Hurst, uh, Chris Fink, which I said helped me fantasy-wise, and I have Chase Claypool, too. So far this season, I'm 2-7, and seven, which is not really that good, and ninth out of 10, so I'm the second-worst team in my uh, league. But tonight, I feel like this week, I feel like I'm going to get away with a win and a blowout convincingly over 100 point differential uh 154.53 to 54.94 to jack's wondrous team there are some weird team names on this team but it's their it's their business they want to call your teams i've named my you got the costco squad <laughs> costco squad what is that you're right so yeah pretty good yeah i have jalen hurst who's uh, supposed to win the Heisman this year for Oklahoma. Yeah, Let's see. Yeah, Notre Dame defense and Boston College's defense. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for uh, fantasy. Um, so when we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to talk about Veterans Day and the what the purpose of the outro music is. So don't go anywhere. See you guys. All right, welcome back. And uh, so to wrap things up, I want to give a salute and honor to our veterans, both in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Merchant Marines, Marines, and whatever military service. I want to give a salute out to those guys because those are the reason why people like me keep doing the things I do, keep having the liberties I have and stuff like that, and like love the sports teams I love to do, and keep doing stuff like these podcasts every Saturday night and stuff like that. So that's pretty good. I I really thank those guys for doing our service. Little known fact, I have some veterans in my family. Um, starting with uh my Irish great grandfather, who uh he didn't fight in the American military, but um he was in the British Royal Navy because Ireland was still a colony of a uh, or a British colonial possession of Great Britain. By the time he enlisted, and it was like around like the 1890s, 1880s, um, he enlisted in the Navy. He basically ran away from home along with his brother James, uh, signed up in the British Royal Navy and basically like was everywhere where the British Royal Navy was. And the most important uh, uh, conflict he was in was uh, – well, he was in World War One too in the British Royal Navy. And the other one was the Boxer Rebellion, which was a rebellion in China. Um, Chinese uh, nationalists wanted to get rid of the foreigners in uh, their country or that foreign influence in their country. So they had a rebellion against everybody, Americans, British, Germans, Italians, Russians, Japanese, anybody who was foreigner. And all these nations, all these Western nations, like the Americans, the British, 
um, the Germans, the Austrians, the Russians, all of them converge on these uh, um, Chinese nationalists, the boxers, as they were called. That's why it's called the Boxer Rebellion, and basically just wiped them out and basically took out them. They did meet some resistance, but it was basically just minimal, like not really that. Yeah. So, yeah, he was part of that. Salute to them, Patrick O'Shea. Patrick O'Shea. Patrick O'Shea. One of the first O'Sheas in the United States. Then my grandfather, John O'Shea, was a bomber pilot in uh, World War II. Flew combat missions over uh, Nazi Germany during World War II in a B-17 uh, with the 8th uh, Air Force. That's why I kind of wear to work a shirt of uh, um, the 8th Army Air Force during World War II. A salute to him. And I also had a uh, grand uncle who was a paratrooper with the 101st Airborne. Jumped in the Normandy, jumped in the Market Garden. It was at Bastogne. He was captured at Bastogne, but Bastogne was one of those battles where, like, it was the kind of turning point for the Americans in the Battle of the Bowl because at that point they were getting their butts handed to them by the Germans, and this was kind of like kind of Alamo last stand, basically. A, and they basically held on to a one airborne division, held off, and that's a remarkable thing. One airborne division faced or f- or fended off four or five of the best uh or germany's best panzer divisions which is basically their armored divisions um my dad almost became a veteran although he tried uh lying about his age to get into vietnam but um didn't really work out he could have he could it could have gone well yeah i feel like he sh- did some stuff like show his brother's id or something like that like he could have gotten to vietnam and served but, like, by the time he turned 18, the Vietnam War was over. The boys were coming home. My maternal or my paternal grandma's father was in World War One in the United States Navy during the time. So, he served in the Navy. So, yeah. Okay. Before we go, I want to, like, get into, like, the whole outro music stuff. Um... So the reason I uh, do the outro music is basically something different. Like last week I did the whole Baby Shark um, um, outro music because the Nationals won the World Series. And that was kind of like their rallying point to win the World Series that year. So this week um, I'm going to do in honor because three years ago my favorite MAA fighter from Ireland, Conor McGregor, became the double champ of the world. He won two, like, which means he became a, a winner in one belt and a winner of two belts at the same time. And that was the night that he uh, accomplished that feat. That was the first time anybody in the MAA or UFC has done that feat. And he's my favorite uh, MAA fighter because he's from Ireland. And uh, he's got that uh, swagger, just that swagger of, like, uh, I don't have to prove or, like, to, yeah, he does that, like, kind of, like, strut and stuff like that. So the end of the show, because the anniversary of that uh, three years ago happened, I think Tuesday or so, I'm going to end the show with uh, um, the song called Notorious Notorious Conor McGregor by uh, Joker. And I will warn you, um, this might have explicit language on it, but um, for now, I mean, I'll just turn a blind eye for this one. Just for this one time, I'll turn a blind eye. Just because of what the song kind of meant to me and to like that, because it is about my favorite uh, Irish MAA fighter. 
All right. So, yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes, and give us a five-star review if you can. And uh, or, um, follow my Twitter pages, and um, I'll well, detail or list the details on the thing. And um, follow the show on Instagram at Royal Rooter, or at lowercase Royal Rooters nineteen ninety two. See, are we missing anything? Miss anything? No. All right. Well. It's been an honor, guys. Thank you so much. See you guys next Saturday and take it away, the Joker.